for all my beautiful ladies and gents out there. If you're listening to this, you're now tuned in to another episode of Inside the Inventory Podcast. So with this particular episode today, this is something that I actually started writing uh, a few months ago, and I sat on it for a little bit. For me, something that's very important and something that I like to hold true to is that I like to be very present with what it is that I'm experiencing at that time, and I want it to be as relevant as possible. So the groundwork that kind of laid the foundation for this particular story was a conversation that I had with somebody, and uh, it was a phone call, actually. Uh, we were chopping it up about the podcast, and and I couldn't help but notice that one thing that really stood out to me throughout the entirety of that convo was just how this person kept reiterating on how they felt that I was speaking on their behalf, as if my words substituted the words that they weren't able to find for themselves. And they followed it by saying that it isn't often that they find people who understand just those internal battles that we all go through. And and it made them feel so much so to the point where they were comfortable opening up with personal details about their lives to me. And they finished with how it allowed them to just be okay with where they were at, not feeling judged. And hearing that did a lot for me, actually. This was a huge box that I've been trying to check off lately, and it's something that I've been wondering a lot, in fact. I thought about some of the key episodes that I put out, and I was like, damn, do I sound preachy? You know, like, was I coming off as self-righteous or that I was conveying these messages, acting like a know-it-all? And that was a tough pill because I need y'all to know that I am nothing more than a mere work in progress. The things that I know, the knowledge that I've acquired is mostly through what I've gone through, what I've been taught, what I've read, and what I've witnessed. And aside from that, I'm simply just a messenger. And the part about that conversation that I absolutely appreciated the most was that it was just reassurance for me of the very mutuality that intertwined me with my listeners. What it boiled down to is me not even being sure if I was worthy enough to share advice or lessons with anyone. I never thought about whether it'd be credible or not because for me it was just the place that I was at and that was the takeaway that I had at that time. But now I'm really beginning to ask myself, have I stood firm on all of this? And do I really embody the things that I even harp on? So I'm going to give you all a quick little story. So in high school, I absolutely hated losing. I was the biggest sore loser. I still am to this day. Anybody that's played me in cards knows that I'm not going outside. I (laughs) I will rig the system. I will finesse it anywhere I have to to get that dub. That's facts. But it drove me nuts, losing. And... Probably out of all things, basketball was the number one thing that I hated most losing at. I just wasn't introduced to the game at the same time as my peers, so when I finally started to develop my game and throughout high school and college, I just took it more personal. And that's natural when you're dedicating time and energy and effort into a cause because it starts to mean more to you and you just become proficient over time. But what happens when you fail at it? That's when more about yourself is revealed than you realized. The very first thing after losing was always, damn, you know, I wonder what people are thinking right now. I wonder what they're saying. And it would weigh on me because being so new at it, 
I had no margin for error whatsoever. So I put all this unwarranted pressure on myself to be an absolute perfectionist. And most times it would leave me with these negative feelings because of how emotionally invested I was. I think sometimes we get into these spaces, right? And we question if we even belong the minute we make an error, the minute we miss a day, or in my case, the minute we lose. Especially in instances where the approval of our spectators is so, so important. Because it's one thing to fail or fall short in silence. There's very minimal casualty and we have the ability to self-correct and just keep it pushing. But when the eyes of others are watching, falling short is a lot to recover from. That's when our integrity, our natural ability, and even our character are all questioned. And that right there is the moment when imposter syndrome is triggered within. self-diagnosis. You know what? I'm going to put this hat on because I suffer from being a perfectionist. One time for all my perfectionists out there, man, for real. And it's tough being a perfectionist because perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves. And if at any point you fall short of that goal, you absolutely have self-doubt and you start to worry because of the fact that you're not able to measure up. You know, for me, it was just accepting the fact that that is part of the natural process. And I also had to learn that it's okay to just do things before you're actually 100% ready. You know, force yourself to start that project that you've been putting off for months. You know, start that fast, that cleanse, that routine. Um, there is no such thing as a perfect time. And just know that everything you do is not going to be 100% flawless, and that's cool. And this was something that I had to really embed because I could not get beside myself. But I definitely wanted to double back real quick on the part about the approval of your spectators and how important that can be to a lot of us. In these types of situations, there's usually two roles that are present. The first road is this self-generated flamboyance that we adopt, that I could care less type of attitude. And the other road is that extreme cautiousness where you're pretty much walking on eggshells and doing everything in your power to fly under the radar. But I discovered that there's actually a third road, in fact. And that road is just assurance in who you really, truly are. Instead of being timid to walk in your purpose or too stubborn to realize the need for change, I learned that there's a middle ground. It's about that tiny grain of salt that you took and ended up using it to make life's recipe so flavorful. And most importantly, it's about coming to terms with the fact that mistakes are a part of the journey whether you like it or not. And I say that for this reason. Imagine you go through life with an utmost sense of purpose. You never strayed from your plan. You knew everything and you never made a mistake, right? In a perfect world. Could you imagine how dull and how unsatisfying life would be? Life would not be meaningful at all because there simply would be no character evolution and no room for improvement. And that right there gives me a lot of hope because I'm so deep in my journey and I'm a lot closer than I realize, mistakes and all. 
So every few weeks, my brothers and I host a Zoom call where we talk about life affairs, we talk about struggles, we talk about success stories, and just offer words of encouragement. This is a space where we can share our commonalities and really it's like an iron sharpened iron type of deal. And this past week's theme was about stepping into manhood. The average age in our collective is mid-20s roughly, so this is the time where we're all really beginning to dive into that blueprint that we've had for our lives for years. And I just remember taking a piece of advice away from that call, and it was about knowing that the foundation that you've built will never fail you. For example, I don't know about y'all, but I work excellent under pressure in a limited time. I have no idea why, but for some reason when it's crunch time, Something just kicks into gear, and I usually end up being successful at whatever task that I had. And man, that's the same with this life shit, I'm telling you. It's those times where you reach your absolute lowest point, and you feel like you're so off track. And just when it's game over, your character, your morals, your beliefs, and your heart kicks down the door and saves the day for you. Your casualty and your character are not the same. But it's about how you let one dictate the other. So I had the privilege of tuning into a gospel sermon just a couple months ago, and it was by a guest speaker from Kingdom Church located in Phoenix, Arizona. And just for a high-level overview, it was about asking the public, what do we stand for as people and what do we stand for as believers in God? And the example in his overall point that he used was an analogy about a thermometer versus a thermostat. A thermometer is known for its ability to read the temperature in any given room, whereas a thermostat has the ability to change the temperature in any room. Y'all know how people be like, I feel attacked. It was for sure one of those type of moments. It's about staying true to not what the world wants you to be, but rather work toward the best version of yourself and everything that you've built. And all that will do is give you that strength and that confidence to be a thermostat in any room you find yourself in. And so if you are experiencing any sort of imposter syndrome, I got a quick remedy that will alleviate a lot of that uncertainty. An occurrence leads to a habit. A habit leads to a routine. A routine leads to a lifestyle. And once you really begin to start locking in each milestone, you look back each time and pat yourself on the back for doing it the right way. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I can tell you for certain that my self-esteem has hit some pretty low points when I'm not on my game. And it's like, man, the proof is in the pudding. Finding a way to eliminate distractions and invest into the things that are a huge part of your life and your happiness. You will almost always walk with that swag and that confidence. And what better time than now in a world that gives you unlimited options to be everything but yourself? So continue to build that foundation and know that it does take time. but. Once it's established, that'll be the very ground that you stand on. And if you aren't sure what a solid foundation is or how to build it, then I'll tell you how. Each experience or quote-unquote bad decision that you make, that's one brick. Each good experience or good decision is one brick. And as you acquire each brick, what do you do? You lay them down one by one. Eventually, you will have something to stand on as opposed to those bricks toppling down on you. It's when you look at your feet and you see everything you've risen above. Not only that, but you see how far those bricks have elevated you. And relishing at the good and the bad. Because had it not been for either, 
then you wouldn't be in that higher place. And for those of you like me who are struggling with this and trying to make sense of it all about who the best version of yourself is and learning how to negate this feeling of imposter syndrome, I said create a home base. Home base is a place where you can come back to and reset yourself. Usually this is the thing that brings you the most joy and the most happiness. And most of all, the very thing that makes you feel most like you.